Welcome to selfdiscoverywisdom.com, formerly known as Self Discovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Mental Health Awareness right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm Sarah Troy, your host, and my wonderful repeat guest is Eli Love. We talked beautifully about love and igniting our heart and soul and our spirit and stepping into our beautiful essence in our last show. And I invite you to go back and listen to that because I know you will be illuminated. But today, we're kind of asking you, what's your emotional digestion? Uh, how powerful is your subconscious mind in keeping you in stress mode or delivering you from it? He says we all find it easy to understand that when we eat more food, then we can digest our body stores up that food as fat cells and we become overweight. That info was given to us in the seventh grade in a biology class and we could easily understand it at that age. But what's weighing you down now? What escapes most of us is that some uh, holds truth for the experiences in life. When life gives us stress and we don't take the time to digest it, uh, turn it, uh, it turns into unnecessary weight. Only in this case, it can take an infinite amount of forms of um, limited sorry, I'm going to reread that. It can take an infinite amount of forms, limited only by the immense creativity of our subconscious mind. So in this podcast, we're going to clarify a lot of this and show how powerful our subconscious mind is in keeping uh, your stress mode or delivering you from it. And uh, he has a wonderful book called The Manual for Life. And uh, I invite you to go and look at that. And I said, please go and learn, listen to his last show with us, because I know that it's going to ignite your heart and soul most certainly wonderful to have you back here again Eli thank you Sarah total pleasure to be back thanks for having me on um it's funny actually because the other day um I was having a, a bad mental health day and so Aww. you know one of the things that really helps me now have that is is music and one of the pieces that comes across a lot is the where is the love by black eyed peas but there was the newer version with you know everybody else in it which is actually a beautiful rendition of it and it just prompted me to do a blog in actually asking where is the love the love is within and just just let it all kind of come out because um kind of holding on to anxiety holding on to to past regret uh, past regrets or or uh past hates or you know just all of that stuff that we carry, hold on to, not only gives us uh, body weight, but it weighs down our heart and soul and spirit as well. And we just find it like, well, why, why am I swimming in a stream of molasses? How did I get here? And how the hell do I get out? <laughs> yes, understatement. That's very true, Sarah. <clears throat> and just to recap on our last podcast, just to give people a basis of where we are, we talked about how complicated the body is and how complicated the mind is and oh my gosh there's all these systems going on but the concepts are very simple mm -hmm. if you just go with the flow your life can be so simple if you just go with the flow example we breathe air in 
And our body already knows what to do with it. It takes the oxygen out, it uses it, it does what it needs to do, and we expel the bad air, right? <clears throat> so that's a, a, a flow that's happening with us, and we don't think about it because it's all happening in the background. Another thing we don't think about, Sarah, is when we eat, yeah. we eat food and we can eat great nutritious food or we can eat crap. Mm -hmm. and our body knows what to do with it. It will take that junk food and take the nutrients out of it that it needs and use it in our body and expels the waste. So that's all. those are all complicated systems in our bodies, but... The concept is simple. <clears throat> we take things in, our body knows what to do with it, and then the body expels what it doesn't need. Well, what people don't forget about, and that's what we talked about in our last show, was we take experience in also. Yes. And our body knows what to do with that experience. It's simple if you just go with the flow. Yes. Children know how to go with the flow. When they take a good experience in, they're elated, they're jumping around the room, they're dancing, they're hollering, they're singing, and they'll, they'll do that for as long as it takes to come back to peace, and now they're focused again. By the same token, if something upsets them, mm -hmm. they're flailing, they're uh, having a fit, they're crying, they're uh, saying terrible things, and they'll do that for as long as it takes to come back to peace again. That's the simplicity of it. And if only we could live in that world. I call it potty training in the world of expressions. <laughs> we teach kids how to not uh, uh, poop in their diapers. We teach them how to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Well, if only we had that sense about expressions. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just have your expressions anywhere in life. That's not going to work. But you can take them to these uh, other place. I call it the blue room. When I teach this to parents, I say, find a blue room in the house meaning a place that they can go be blue and have all of their expressions in a safe way and then come out when they're done. Mm -hmm. That's potty training your expressions. And if we did that, we would be so much healthier because what adults have forgotten is what happens during those outbursts. What's happening inside of those fits, inside of those release uh, uh, sessions that we have all kinds of things are going on inside of our brains. And we are actually, Sarah, experiencing life on an experiential level. We're not thinking I'm supposed to be good. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be that. We're not thinking good versus bad. We're actually experiencing it. And many people forget, like, let's say somebody made me uh, angry and I'm having a fit. Not only will I have a fit about my feelings, mm -hmm. but my brain actually goes over to their bodies and I experience what they're experiencing. When I come out of this process, I know more about them than I did before. That's where evolution comes in. And we start evolving and growing as human beings when we start doing this. So that's huge. <clears throat> the result of these processes is evolution. And, um, Unfortunately, uh, from Western civilization, that's not the case. We are taught to hold in our yes. negative feelings, negative expressions, hold it in. And that's where stress occurs. That's where stress starts. And that's the beginning of where complication uh, 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 arises mm -hmm. in our whole lives. And mm -hmm. each person's different of how they want to express 
those complications. And it's not like we have a choice many times. We don't have a choice. Our subconscious knows what to do and it just does it. And then we discover it later on and go, oh my gosh, I've got this issue going on. Where'd that come from? Well, uh, it came from holding on to that stress. And the main directive, one of the main directives of your subconscious is to keep you healthy, Sarah. Yeah. It wants to keep you healthy. So if you're not going to digest your experience right now, then it's going to grab it and hold on to it. And it's going to uh, do it for you behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And there are so many tricky, creative ways that it will do this. We forget about it. We forgot that we were stressed a week ago, a year ago, 10 years ago. We forgot that that happened. Our subconscious mind took that and is redirecting it into our lives right now, reminding us of it. Um, and uh, it does that uh, to eventually bring it to a boil. So finally, life gets so hard in one of our areas, like maybe it's uh, a job. Uh, maybe we <clears throat> we keep having the same issue with finding the job that's not supportive or the boss is bad or something. And it keeps happening so many times. We just blow up and we have this big, big meltdown. And that's our subconscious way of gradually building this issue up farther and farther and farther until we finally break down and have this issue. And sometimes when we have that meltdown, Sarah, it's going to remind us of the source. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. This job situation reminds me when I was a little kid and I never finished crying about this trauma that happened when I was a kid. And these two are related. And that's what life's trying to do is trying to remind me of this unfinished trauma as a kid. Most of the time, though, Sarah, we don't get that. We just have our meltdown. We think yeah. it's about the job and we mm -hmm. get another job and we do it all over again mm -hmm. next year, the next couple of years. And we have another meltdown, but that happens over and over and over again until we finally get it. And our, finally, our body is finally um, uh, void of that stress. Yeah. <clears throat> so our subconscious is trying to keep us healthy in that way. It holds on to these things and then gives it out um uh, in 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 ways that remind remind us, um, there are. Let me show you some of that. I was actually uh, in the store the other day, and I actually uh, I wrote this down. I actually heard a girl say, "Why am I attracted to jerks?" And she was talking to her friends, and she doesn't believe it. She goes, "I'm attracted to jerks." There's other people saying, "Why am I attracted to bad bosses?" I have a relative that does that. Why do I keep having accidents? Uh, we ask ourselves these questions, not knowing why, uh, but that's the reason why is because our subconscious is creating these negative experiences for us yes. to remind us that they come from somewhere and we're not finished de-stressing certain traumas in our past. Um, a great story is illustrating that is I was in my 20s. And I came back to where I had gone to college. I'd been gone for, I've been out traveling, doing music. And I came back to where I was in college. And I went to a club that I used to go to. Ah, just to see what's happening in the club where I used to go to, the dance club. And I saw three girls sitting at a table that I recognized. And I immediately went over there. Hey, how's it going, guys? How, what's going on? What's going on? Well, we were sitting down, having a good time. And as we were talking, this 
elder uh, older gentleman came over and uh, and asked uh, one of the girls, says, hey, would you like to dance? And she goes, no. <laughs> he was kind of rude about it. So he just went to the next girl at, at our table. So would you like to dance? And uh, she goes, oh, no, thank you. We're, uh, we're having um, uh, a talk right now, maybe later. And he went to the third girl and said, uh, would you like to dance? And uh, she says, oh, no, no, but I'll, 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 I'll catch you later. And so he walked away. And the first girl immediately out of her mouth was dirty old man. Uh -huh. Oh, my gosh. She goes, oh, no. The second girl says, no, no, he's not a dirty old man. He says, look at him. He's just sitting by himself over there. He's lonely. He doesn't have anybody. Mm -hmm. And the third girl says, you guys, you're crazy. He goes, I'm here all the time as a dancer. He's a dancer, too. He's here all the time dancing with everybody. He doesn't care who he dances with. He just wants to dance. Well, in my mind, I was just sitting back watching this, and I saw right in front of me three different viewpoints mm -hmm. from the exact same action that happened. Mm -hmm. All three of them might be right. All three of them might be wrong. We don't know until we find out what's going on in this man's heart. What I do know is the first girl that said he was a dirty old man, she was always complaining uh, about her dad and that relationship that she had that was abusive sexually. And we, everybody in the school knew about it. Right. Her dad was her enemy. The second girl um, uh, that said, oh, no, he's just lonely. We knew her story also. She was always looking for a boyfriend and would get one for just a short while. And then he'd leave and she'd be lonely again, complaining mm -hmm. about that. So that was her issue. And the third girl was the dancer. That's just her world. And so I saw how reality doesn't fit mm. true or false. It fits your, your yes. past experience and what you're carrying around with mm -hmm. you. And that's our subconscious at work. We go out into our world and our subconscious is going to see the world as it is and interpret it as we need to see it, depending on our issues inside. And I guarantee you, as soon as you resolve those issues, you won't see that man as that person anymore. Right. You're going to see him differently. It's Just a reflection like back, isn't world. it? It's always a reflection back. back. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If absolutely. we're getting something negative towards us, um, I, I had something the other day, funny enough, I did a show where we were talking about this and that I'd received an email from somebody that day that wasn't very happy with me. Um, and, you know, to which I said, you know, apologies and uh, I'll remove your show. No, no, no. I want the show to stay. But this is horrible and that's horrible. And it's like, if it's, you know, so horrible, <laughs> then we'll obviously get rid of it. And and she said, but it's not really about her. She's reflecting where she's at on you. But the way you're receiving it is obviously a concern where you're in right now. Well, what are you in right now that you're not paying attention to? And we don't realize that all of these things that come along are indicators to say, will you pay attention to me, please? Will you pay attention to this emotion? Because if you don't, you know, go back in time and look to where it is coming from, why does it keep coming up? Why are you reacting that way? Why do you see things in that light? If you don't go back, reverse engineer and go back to, the, to where it is, you're going to constantly be repeating that pattern unknowingly. You know, you're just, you're subconsciously doing it, not realizing you are repeating a pattern. But patterns don't go because you've erased them in the here and now. You've got to go back to the drawing board from where it was first created in order to erase it. 
Right. And not only do you have to know where it comes from, you have to release all of the pressure that's involved with that. Because I've talked to so many people that say, oh, yeah, yeah, I know where that comes from. Yeah, yeah, I've been through therapy. I know where that comes from. Uh, but I still have the issue. Well, I go, well, if you still have the issue, it's because you haven't unloaded all of those feelings and expressions attached to that experience. You might know here what's going on, but this is just one third of what's going on. You still have an emotional body, you still have a physical body, yes. and you uh, you still have a spiritual body also that's going to start aligning when you align these first yeah. three. Yeah. Yes. Everything is connected. And, and, and I don't think people understand that memories are, uh, are stored in our cellular. And, you know, you, you may think, oh, I've, I've done the therapy, I've got rid of it, and then a trigger comes along. And it's like, but I thought I'd got rid of that. No, no, there's just that particular cellular, you know, has come up to the surface and saying, well, you didn't get me last time. I need you to address me. Right. That's what I love about doing this work. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, the work is you go into a private space where you're safe. You're not heard by anybody. You're not going to bother anybody. And you just let let your expressions out. It could be a mental level, like I did the first year. It could be an emotional level. It could be a physical level. But you let your expressions out about whatever's on your plate to deal with until you're finally 100% peaceful. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, you're going to discover so many things about what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a reason I said that. Oh, gosh, darn it, Sarah. Cellular. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as I'm doing these processes, Sarah, uh, I might be uh, like stuck. Uh, when I get stuck, what I do is I repeat whatever phrase I last use. I just repeat it over and over again until it catches and goes somewhere else. But there was one time where I was uh, repeating a phrase and I didn't realize it until later. My foot was doing this real mm. fast. Mm. And that when I looked down and saw my foot doing that, Shaking I went, oh my gosh, I used to do that when I was five years old about this situation. And I made a connection. Mm -hmm. That cellular memory, that's your foot moving like it was five, having to do with the original trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, and that cellular memory is very real and happens so many times. There's actual times that I've, I've had big releases and I can literally feel the cells in my body. Like yeah. it feels like uh, plumping up. <laughs> a car carbonation, like yes. pop, 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 yes. just like this, fizzy, 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 fizzy. <laughs> and it's just it's like I'm getting lighter and lighter and yes. lighter. And it feels euphoric, feels so good. These are just cellular memories or cells changing, you know, yeah. doing what they do to heal. It's amazing. Well, we know that when we get sick, you can put it to your cellular breaking down. And it's like, you know, the apple in the barrel. If you have one bad apple, eventually it will affect all the other apples. So it's the cell, same with the cell structure. If you've got a trauma there, whether it's emotional, physical, you know, spiritual, it's going to eventually, you know, contaminate the rest of the cells. And that's why we have a dis-ease disease, because the body starts breaking down from it. So it's really important that, um, you know, even if somebody says, but I went back to when I was five, you know, oh, I've had too many traumas to go back, man. Can't I just kind of, you know, whitewash them all? No, because each one of them, it kind of combated and added another layer to the other trauma and the other trauma and the other trauma. And now you've got a, a flaky pastry of traumas there. And That's a can... good way to put it. That's how I experience processes. They're flaky layers. Yeah. You're getting through all of them. 
And what's gorgeous is that you're learning something every time you get through another yes. flaky layer. You're learning something. You're becoming more whole. You're getting yourself back. You're going, oh, my gosh, this is not who I am now. This is who I used to be when I was a kid, and I want to get back to that. I think it's always a great question, and it's one that I've always kept asking myself, especially in the last few years, is what is the intent behind your actions? Why are you doing what you're doing? You know that my shows, you know, why shows? Why do people do what they do? And it's a, and I think when you know that you're coming from the heart, you're coming from the heart, the spirit, the soul, and doing whatever you're doing because you want to share that uh, that vision, that passion, that wisdom that you have in order to help somebody else on their journey. Um, we start being less critical of how perfect it's meant to be or comparing with others or um, it's it's got to be this way because everybody else is doing it that way. No, no, my heart isn't in that. My heart is in this way. And that more and more you step into your own essence and light and kind of let go of those other things, they are actually trickling down to those flaky layers of 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 pastry and kind of releasing all of those those things before, especially if it was comparison. I'm not good enough. I'm not like them. I could never achieve this. And I think as we step into that light, we are already kind of those little certain layers of flaky pastry are disappearing because we've already oh, yeah. empowered ourselves. Right. Right, Some of them all... are bigger pieces of the, you know, flaky pastry. They're they're more short pastry and they need a bit more attention. But some of the other stuff will kind of dissipate as you rise up into yeah. your own essence. Yeah, that's true. And doing this work, I've discovered seasons. There's seasons where I'll work on one issue for an awfully long time and go real slow with it until it finally pops. Mm. And then other times, boom, 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 yeah. boom. I make real quick evolutions very quickly. And it's just euphoric. And uh, seasons will happen doing this work. And they're, they're gorgeous. They're really a, a euphoric to get through. And, and, you know, be aware that, you know, I'm, I'm always saying that your know, emotions are here for a reason. They're here to indicate. You know, well, why am I mad? Why am I sad? Why am I anxious? Why am I this and that? Is it something that's happening in the moment? Have you taken on too much? Are you weighing yourself down? Um, or is it something that's coming up from the past that you need to address? And it's only by kind of being aware of what that emotion is and tuning in what's making me feel like that and are willing to go in and look and spend that time to do it, right, and pay attention to it. And then kind of like, you, you know, that emotion is there for a reason. But one of the problems is we get very emotional about our emotions. I'm mad. I don't know why I'm mad. I'm just going to continue to be mad. And, but, you know, how is that helping? <laughs> That's helping immensely if you know how to handle it, like if, what we're doing here. If Take you it spend, into a process yeah. mm -hmm. and spin it out. Yes. It helps immensely. And people have forgotten about that because we've been brainwashed yeah. opposite. Uh, take that anger, go into a safe place and spin it out and find yeah. out the wh where it's coming from. You don't know where it's coming from no. until you finally spin it out. A great example of that is I was sitting uh, in the principal's office one time as a, a possible substitute teacher uh, sitting there for an interview right next to the principal's door. And this little kid comes next to me, sits down next to me, and he's all upset. And I go, gosh, what's up? He goes, well, I got to go see the principal. He goes, the teacher picks on me all the time. And she picked on me again today. And I need to go see him again. I go, oh, gosh. And I knew about this work. So all I said was, oh, what else? What else happened? Well, I was messing around with my friends in, in class. And we we're just doing what we always do. But 
the teacher said, if I do it one more time, she's going to like get sent me to the principal's office. And sure enough, she did. Well, I'm so mad at her. And my friends are still in the classroom. And I let him wind out. He took, it took a little minute. And it goes, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I said, well, what else happened? He goes, well, I know I'm not supposed to be acting that way. And my parents said, if I get in trouble one more time, I'm going to get in trouble when I get home. And, and, he, and he said, I knew I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sad that I did that. And he was starting to cry at that point. And just then the principal opens the door, looks at him and says, son, uh, you want to come in now? He goes, yes, principal. He walked in there, closed the door, and I could hear him. Principal, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about what happened. I know I'm not supposed to be doing that. He got an immediate apology, the principal did, from this little kid. Mm. That's a far cry from when I first saw him 20 yes. minutes ago before right. he started talking. And that's that's what happens when you have a process, you start out as that kid is. It's somebody else's fault. Mm. I'm mad at them. <laughs> yes. But if you just keep motor mathing it, keep winding mm. it out, you're going to discover layers underneath layers and go, whoa, this comes back home to me. This is my doing. Ownership. And that's what's so gorgeous about this work. As soon as you get to the place where this is of my doing, yeah. now you've got control over the situation. Now you can do something about it. As long as it's there. Uh, problem and they're the ones that are at fault you can't control that no, but as no. soon as you realize how you're uh, doing this uh, dance now you can control it I think this is kind of one of the, the, the discords that is out there in the world and why it's so disruptive right now because there's so much of the finger pointing your fault your mm -hmm. fault your fault uh, you did this to me duh, 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 duh. and this three fingers coming back at you well where's your accountability your responsibility what are you doing about it and but they don't want to pay attention to that because it's easier to point blame and, and throw it over there. But unfortunately, it is resistance is futile because it doesn't matter how many people you blame in your subconscious is still going to hold you accountable. And I, you know, I call it the nudge, nudge, wink, wink or the cosmic two by four. And you may get that cosmic two by four where you really do have to address it now. Yeah. And there's a reason that people don't want to uh, ad admit that self-fault or, or, or see fault with themselves is because how we've been brought up, Sarah, mm -hmm. remember, we've been brought up to avoid uh, that stress, avoid that pain, just take a pill or think about something yeah. else or, uh, oh gosh, here, positive quotes. Uh, the past is the past, live in the now. Stay positive, better days are on their way. Happiness is a choice. That's one of my favorite, mm -hmm. terrible ones. I hate that. <laughs> Replace negative thoughts with positive ones and get positive results. These are good ideas mm -hmm. that are temporary in nature. They will hold you together for a while until you have time to do the work yeah. underneath. But these ideas come from a place of I've been uh, brought up in a society that doesn't like the negative. It likes the positive. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with these positive thoughts and try to make my life work on this just one side of the spectrum instead of letting myself go to the other side of the spectrum like I did as a, as a kid. Mm -hmm. I did this for so many years, positive thinking, and it works. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing how well it works, but only for a short while. And then your subconscious yes. starts getting wise and brings all of that stuff up and even in a bigger two by four yes. that hits you in the face. 
until you finally understand you can only avoid this for so long exactly. then you've got to take care of it um and we don't always know, do we? I mean, the thing is, we could go along and say our life is perfect and everything is hunky-dory and, uh, yeah, I've, I've got nothing to redress. And uh, and then, you know, the bubble bursts. And, you know, I've got a perfect job, a perfect wife, a perfect 2.2 kids and picket fence, and I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, enjoy you know, it. And, Enjoy it. and then something happens where you realize, and you know, what happened in, a few years ago was COVID, you know, where everybody got the pause button. And it was the pause button where they then looked at their life at, uh, am I really happy? Is this what I really want? It was a time to reflect, review, and renew or redirect. And, you know, we, we don't, as a society, give ourselves time to pause and look at things. We don't spend that time even in silence with ourselves and listening to ourselves from the inside out. Everything is about productivity. You've got to be doing this. You've got to be doing that. And if you're not doing this, you're a failure. And we're, we're on that bandwagon that doesn't allow us to have connection to self. So when we're not listening to that inner voice that's trying to say, can you take care of this, please, so that you know we can heal it and move on, we're la, 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 la in it by keeping busy. And the next thing you know, something happens. Body breaks down. Mind breaks down. Life breaks down. Um, because we haven't paid attention. And that is the point of this podcast here, Sarah, is to, to um, uh, emphasize just how big our subconscious is. It's 93% of our brain in our head. It's huge. And I guarantee if you try to go up against it, you're going to lose every single time. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, some facts. We are talking right now, and anybody listening is going to uh, get... 7% of the information that they yeah. get is going yes. to be uh, rational. Yes. You know, yes. my, I can hear that. I can think about it. Uh, this is what I believe or not be having to what I, from what I, from what I heard. Well, your body's listening also, and you're not aware of it. Yes. 38% has to do with the vocal inflection that we're, we're, yes. we're, we're using. <laughs> and that part is going in as a feeling. 55% is our body language. Exactly. That part is going in as a feeling. And from that feeling, the person says, ah, this podcast is too boring. I'm out of here. Or the feeling is, wow, this is amazing. I need to find out more about this stuff. And that information is subconscious uh, 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 being processed. And you don't even know that it's yeah. going on. And so... What it does with life and 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 um and our experiences in life, we can't fight it. It's going to that yes. two by four is going to hit it's us. Going it's going to hit us every single time. Yes. A real simple way to check that is next time you have a night that you are uh, you can't sleep, don't lay there and toss and turn for one hour, for an hour and a half, for two hours, and then finally get back to sleep. Don't get up right away and take 20 minutes. It's all it's going to take the most. Get up, go find a place that you can just walk. Don't sit down, you'll fall asleep again. Walk uh, just around maybe a house, another room or somewhere, and just start motor mouthing and talking about your day. What happened? What's going on? Oh, spend it, just spend it. Meandering, mm -hmm. just spin it out. And you're going to go, whoa, this right here is what bothered me today and i did not resolve it right and so even if you don't resolve it that moment and many times you're you aware do, of it you're aware of it and you yeah. say i can take care of this tomorrow yeah and as soon as you find that spot you're going to go back to bed and go to sleep like a baby i promise you 
I want and to go back to the. Just, mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's just one day, Sarah. Yes. That's just one day. Right. We do this for a lifetime. We save this stuff up for a lifetime. I know we do. I know we do. I want to go back because right here, right in my eye, right there is the 55, 38, and 7%. It's oh something I've been, spe- I've been speaking also. it for a long time. And especially when people are making first impressions, you know, it doesn't, you know, the brainiac you are is how comfortable are you in your own skin? Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're presenting right. yourself, how, do you look confident and, and comfortable in your own skin? Because it's not the Armani suit. It's not the Rolex watch. It's, you know, it's the essence of you in tuned with you. And of course, that 38% of your tone and how you present yourself, how you speak to yourself and how you speak to others. And that 7%, yes, that content you take in. This is why I say, repeat a podcast. Listen to it over again. It's the same with reading a book. Suddenly something, Mm -hmm. how did I miss that last time? Because what your brain is going to capture is that 7% you're needing to know right now. And it's going Mm -hmm. to be a different 7% at a different stage of the podcast for everybody. So that's why I say go back and listen again. There's another 7% waiting for you. And and that's that's the point of it. That 7% may be all you need in order to pivot in another direction or to have a thought, a digest into productivity. So... A lot of people think, and you know, you get this, what I call them the rah-rah things where, you know, they have these events, they start at eight in the morning, go to midnight and do it over a whole weekend and everything is rah, rah, rah. It's oversaturation. I call it the sugar high. How can you take in information if you're wound up and then you crash down only to be again the next day and then people sign up for it over and over again because they're not even getting that 7%. They're going back for the sugar high. Yep. Yep. Uh, Another thing to be aware of, Sarah, are side effects. Um, When we have uh, an issue in life and we deal with it like a a child, we get through it, it's gone. Don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about it. It's gone. We've we've evolved. We know what's going on with the other person and us, and we, we learn through it, and we're moving on to our next experience. But when we shut that down and hold it in, our first side effect many times is a headache, a stomach ache, uh, a feeling of uh, heat on our skin. Uh, And these are things that happen to our bodies that let's say we get a headache having to do with the stress we're holding in. And you say, oh, mom, I got a headache. You're a little kid. Oh, take an aspirin. You'll be fine. The headache goes away. And your brain now has to think of another side effect right. to to hurt you to hurt you with and so it's going to go for me it was a stomach ache mm-hmm. and so my uh, my mom would give me pepto-bismol stomach ache would go away and then i would get um what i religiously i would get um fussy and i'd start making um problems with my friends outside and getting arguments with them and getting uh, uh mm-hmm. tuss- tussles with them it's your body finding different yes. ways to uh, to act out the original pain, and that's what it's trying to do. The little and volcanic why... eruption, right? The little volcano just wants you to erupt yeah. here and there, so there isn't a massive explosion. <laughs> uh huh, uh huh. And that's where side effects come from with medicine. I yes. I, I am begoggled listening to these ads on TV. Oh saying, take this to help your life. Oh, but then most of the time is listing all of the side effects. And the side effects are seriously... Well, the point like the of one death. for depression. 
Side yeah. effects may cause suicide. They actually yeah. say that. They actually and what say rational that. person would take it? <laughs> exactly. Because we're so conditioned to mm. live with side effects is yeah. why we do that. Yeah. And we don't realize that all of that does is just put that trauma mm. on a credit card and you're only <laughs> building interest on that credit card until it finally gets so big you yes. have to pay it. Yes. Uh, I asked, I was given a class one time, I was in front of a, a group of people. And uh, I said, it's kind of like, would you rather have uh, a girlfriend uh, that would just stand? Oh, no. I, I asked it in the opposite. I said, would you like to have a boyfriend that would just flick your nose once a day, just like that? And then that's all. Or would you rather he waited a whole week and then punch you in the face until you fell down on the ground? And every, everybody kind of thought of it. And this one elderly lady, she stood up and she goes, I would get a different boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and made everybody laugh. I go, that's great. I said, but the analogy that I'm using, that's not an option here. Yeah. I said, life says you have a trauma. Do you want to go ahead and get punched in the face and just feel it all now and move on? Or would you rather just get little reminders of it? for weeks and weeks and weeks until finally it just drives you so crazy you blow up and now yeah. you're back at square one yeah and the I lava the is running right and uh, <laughs> it keeps spewing over um yeah and burning everybody in its wake you know um i live with a, a wonderful 90 year old who's quite extraordinary i mean you know um she helped somebody who fell the other day in the <laughs> elevator who's uh, minimally twice her size and she helped him up and when he came up he then fell virtually on top of her, but he managed to catch himself before he landed on her, but she ended up falling and cracking a rib at 90, right? Oh. But, I mean, she's sore and she's bruised, but she's still, you know, miraculously, I mean, she's out for breakfast today. She She's out and about all the time. Memory issues are happening, but she's an extraordinary woman. Now, her mm -hmm. diet is certainly not one. I mean, it, like at least two pounds of sugar a week and the amount of cream and salt and everything else that she has, everything that would kill us. Right, uh -huh. but in being 90, her DNA kind of was fed properly when she was young. And I mean, she, she's still going. It's just, you know, we kind of call her the bionic woman. We don't think she's human. <laughs> but it's amazing of uh, things that she won't forgive. Uh, even if she understands why somebody does it, she won't forgive and she won't forget. And And this is something that it's, and she actually made a comment yesterday about a woman who walked out on her children when they were three and four to go and find herself. And she will never, and the husband then later took her back. And she will never forgive that woman for walking out on her children. But she was in hospital for four years with polio. And her twin sister had died just before she went into hospital. And her mother developed a disease where she couldn't leave the house. Leave the house. So her mother never came to see her. A sense of abandonment. But now she's not forgiving anyone else for anything else they do, but not associating it with the abandonment to do with her mother. And that's a key point. You said she understands, yes, um, but she doesn't forgive. Mm. That's because understanding is only one third of the equation. She yes. hasn't felt it emotionally. She hasn't felt it physically. And when she does get there, now she's going to have a different story to tell about that. Yeah. But she gets mad but that, that, and defensive of it. Um uh -huh. And but you no, know, she's not one, especially at ninety. 
I should go and do the work on it. <laughs> no, so it stops and, there. You know, and that's my my common experience with presenting this work to people is the younger you are, the more apt you are to take this yes. and try it out. The older yes. you are, the more rigid we are, the more, the more we're so used to our doing it our yeah. own way we don't want to it's fear it's fear yes. of oh my gosh i have to feel pain are you kidding me i'm going to volunteer to feel yes. pain are you <laughs> kidding me what who would do that never mind the pain you're already feeling in your body because your body's so tensed up from all the crap that it's carrying inside right i but, mean but if you release it that will that's, go away <laughs> we're used to and so that yeah. brings me up i i mentioned those uh positive thinking comments mm -hmm. That's our uh, that's our ra our rational brain's way of staying away from that pain. So right. we want to stay away from the pain. So we will go into these. Then uh, to contrast that is a quote from Martin Luther King: "Only in the darkness can you see the stars." And this reminds me of people I know who have been in prisons or been in uh, war situations where they have seen the pits of darkness. And they came out of that a changed person, 100%. In fact, I there was this one guy I worked with. He was a biker. If you look like him, you would be immediately scared just looking at him. Big, burly guy, beard, tattoos, scowl on his face. And that's just was what he looked like. And I, I was an electrician's assistant, and I was helping him on a job site. And I asked him, why, and he was the nicest guy on the planet. Right. He was so nice and so helpful. Yeah. And I asked him, I go, what happened to you? I said, you haven't been on this nice your whole life. He says, yeah. He says, I ended up in prison. And he says, it wasn't just prison. He said, it was a bad prison. And he says, things happened to me in there that I will never talk about. He said, but it made me realize that if I continue this path, I'm going to be dead. Yes. And yes. he said, that wasn't a choice for me. He says, I'm, I had to change my ways. And so in that prison, I did the work yes. needed to change yes. my heart. And he said, now it's all about love. He says, I just want to help people. I don't want to take from people anymore. But this guy had to go to prison to find that out. And that's what I tell people. I said, that is the school of hard knocks. That's yes. how we're used to doing life. Yeah. That's normal for us to do it this way in life. And no, it doesn't have to be normal. You can take, no. take it into your processes, get that same experience of being in the darkness and, and experiencing that same thing in the privacy of your own processes mm. and come out with the same result, changing it to a different person. I'm telling you, Sarah, you would not recognize me in my 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. I was a horrible person i was not okay i was toxic to no end i can't believe people wanted to be around me but it got to a point where i had to change my ways and this work changed me when they say people can't really change yes they can yes so oh, i don't Doing... i don't believe that leopards won't change its spots i'm sorry we're not leopards we're humans and no, we're very capable yeah. of change there's two things yeah. i want to address there uh, one about the darkness and i retreated into the darkness um i was a uh, a big flaming spiritual light, able to to see people, be able to give them uh, some knowingness uh, comments that they needed at the time that were divinely channeled. And I was 
very much living in that light. And then I got into a marriage that became more and more suppressive, suppressive, suppressive. And I went into that jail, that prison of darkness, where I kind of almost was getting to the apathy. I did not want to come out into that pain. I did not want to come out into it. And eventually it was like, you've got to come out, Sarah. Come out mm -hmm. kind of blinded by the light, feeling, you know, the shadows of the dark <laughs> chasing me until I realized those shadows were contours that gave shape to the light and that I now go into that darkness uh, not to retreat but to it is my meditation because I am the light in the dark I don't uh -huh. need to see the stars I love the darkness I am the light and the clarity of what I need to know comes out in that dark but that was my prison I've also interviewed so many people that I've actually gone to jail and actually have said it was the best thing that ever happened to them because it mm -hmm. was that cosmic two by four Right. Uh -huh. Exactly right. I worked in homeless shelters um, and I would work with abused uh, women and we would see them go right back out, go yes. that, back to that relationship, yes. get abused even worse and come yes. back again. Mm -hmm. And then that, I would try to give them this work. And most of them were resistant to doing this work, but the few that were healed very quickly and severed those relationships. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, um, but, there has to be that willingness, you know, I always say you can take a horse to water, you can't make it drink, but leave yeah. it there long enough, yeah. they may realize it's thirsty, right? But it's yeah. having them being long enough around the water, around the positivity, around the options, around the yeah. support in order to do this work where they go, well, you know, I'm seeing this is working on other people, maybe it will work on me. But, you know, a lot of it is your arena. You know, when I was kind of what I quote, quote, in my own recovery, um, I had to make sure I was only around people that weren't there to piranha me, take everything out of me, all my energy, which was what was happening with a few people around me because I was giving myself away to depletion, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I had to say, unless you are here to help support me, I have to shut people down and out of my life right now while I'm in recovery and then chose to have different people around me, chose to look at what was important in life, chose what gave me joy and feed that more, plant more seeds of that. But you have to put those boundaries up, those borders up there in order to, to change that cycle. You're using the word chose, Sarah, but that's not an accurate description of what's going on. You didn't choose that until you got yes. so saturated with pain mm -hmm. you had to do had that to. to survive yes it was that so choice of go under yeah <laughs> do the yeah. work so or go not under a, it's not because a for me it anymore. hit the health right and, right and and i don't think i would be here today if i had not okay th this is enough now this is the end of this BS that you're going to take. Yeah. Now you're going yeah. to put that time into yourself. All that time you give everyone else, you're now going to yeah. give to yourself. Yeah. And so that's the point I wanted to make is when you get to that place of pain that hurts so bad, that's when you can start to make real choices. Yes. Uh, cho new choices start to show up uh, that, that you couldn't have made before. Mm-hmm. Um, but letting yourself get to that pain. And if you don't do it willingly, life will do it for you. Yes. Oh, uh, oh yeah. But yes. That's when those choices show up is, yeah. is, is, is after feeling that pain. It's like I look at cancer, it's 80% emotional disease, 20% uh, environmental. Um, uh -huh. You know, all these other diseases, you know, you've got a video where you're doing this. <laughs> and that's the problem. We do this. 
to try and protect ourselves. We kind of ball uh -huh. up and everything goes tense and tight. Well, we are fluid creatures. Oxygen, blood, energy, chi, everything needs to be in flow. We need to be in flow. And if we contract down, there is no fluidity. So that means there's no clarity because the clarity comes in fluidity. So we, we can't shut ourselves down. We have to be willing to open ourselves up. And when we do, we then can identify, ah, that's why I keep seeing things that way. And you yeah. may not know immediately that goes all the way back to there. You may only right. see it only goes back a year or two. Right. And then you do the work and that's the flaky pastry. And then you kind of lay, lay, lay. Oh my God, you know, here comes, here comes the thick piece. That's where it all stems from. So don't expect that you're going to go right back to the core root of it straight away. You've got to go through some layers to get to that root core because that root core has really gained some weight. Yeah. And each layer you go through is euphoric. It's yes. not like Absolutely. you have to get to the root before you no. get a, a payoff. No, no, every single layer yeah. is a payoff. Yes. You get lighter and lighter and more wise and more wise. And you're loosening up the grip that that core trauma has. Yeah. And so when you right. do come face to face with it, you know, out comes the vacuum. Hello. <laughs> I see yeah. you. I'm here yeah. to heal you and or delete. <laughs> but yeah. again, it's it's been able to look at something. And I've, I've interviewed people who have had the most horrific things happen to them. No, nobody should have had to go through the abuse that they've gone through. Uh -huh. And yet they chose to go through the process. Right. They chose to do the healing. Um, they understood the difficulty. I call it the cha-cha-cha, two steps forward, one step back. You know, and that's very much what it can be like at times. Oh, but, sure. But they can now talk about the horrific things happened to them and the process that they took to become who they are today and go, that is the 10% of me that is still there, but I choose to live in the 90% of life. I can talk about this because I can see it because I'm no longer attached to it. Right, right. And only doing the work gets you there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so many people can't fathom how to forgive someone. And I, I always mm. remind them forgiveness is not an act. No. Forgiveness is a side effect of doing the work. Because. Mm -hmm. Uh, every time I've been angry at somebody, I let myself go there. You this, you that, you the other. And I keep talking about all the different facets of it. And sure enough, I get to this one place where I go, oh my gosh, they are doing the exact same thing I'm doing, only on a different level of life. Yes. We're doing the same thing, only they're doing it here, looks this way. I'm doing it here, looks this way. And I, and from there, Sarah, I get empathy for that person. Yes. I go, oh, now I know why they're doing that. Um, the feeling underneath is the same. It's just yes. the picture on the outside is different. And that's where you get forgiveness for a person. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just one example of how to get forgiveness. And the, But that forgiveness uh, is also for you. Because when you understand and you have more compassion for the person, because why do we do the things we do when we do them? We're doing them from a place of our understanding or a place of pain or a place of disconnect, you know, from our heart, soul and spirit. We, we're lost creatures reacting to world uh, mm -hmm. and we react sometimes very badly. And when, mm -hmm. when somebody then reacts badly back to us and really does hurt us hard, we then want to blame them, but we have to understand that sometimes we gave them the boots for them to kick us with, mm -hmm. right? Their choice to kick, but you gave them the boots. So stop giving the boots and start placing 
more value in you. Why are you so angry? Why are you so this, that, etc.? There's a reason for it. Forgiving that other person is releasing even, you know, and forgiving yourself because you did what you did with what you knew at the time. You now mm. know better. Yeah. Right. So you can forgive and, and in compassion and let go. It doesn't mean you condone. It's a totally different thing to condoning their actions, but you forgive why they did it because we don't realize we're subliminally inviting it. Uh, yeah, understatement. Wow. We subliminally invite so much that we're not yeah. aware of till we start getting in there and start doing this work. Mm. And they go, oh, that's why this is happening to me. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, even now, when, like, I think with what happened the other day, it's a rare thing for it to happen to me now because I have done the work. But it, and it was like, a, okay, why is it happening? And then it's like, okay, I'm looking where I'm at right now. I have an awful lot on my plate right now. So, um, mm -hmm. Four books are coming out. One of them is an anthology I'm producing, my own book. And then I'm in two other anthologies and they're all kind of clumped together as far as promotion and everything else is concerned. I'm going to be moving. Um, there's a lot of stuff there right now. And I realize, look, Sarah, you're simply on overload mm -hmm. and you're getting stressed out. You're getting anxious and you're dropping the ball and people are picking up on that and reacting to it. So mm -hmm. it is a mm -hmm. reminder that that's your tendency to start putting yourself down. I'm not good enough. It's not good enough. Da, 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 which is a past thing. Okay. And look at it. Why is it still there? Is it just a, a memory? Don't go down there. You're repeating a pattern. Or is it something I still have to deal with? The layers mm -hmm. will produce themselves and, and show and reveal that. Right. But we've got to be aware, though. I mean, this is why this is called mental health awareness. The, the health of, of our mentality is in awareness. Because if we're, if we're aware of what we're doing, if we're aware of the dialogue we're having with ourselves, right? If you said it to someone else, they'd probably slap you. Why are you saying it to yourself? <laughs> exactly. And there's so much dialogue we have in our own brains that we don't even hear. It's just there's, it's been there so long, we don't hear it anymore, but yeah, it's working it against us. Yes. Working against us. And then when we finally do the work, we go, what? That voice has been telling me this all this time? Yeah. No, that's not okay. Yeah. Boy, I've been finding a lot of those lately. It's the it's what I call the automation. It's still running on an old platform. You know, we need to update the data in that platform because it's still kind of you you've gone into the core and the cellular and all of that, but this is purely a database up in yeah. our mind. And if and if we don't change that pattern, it's like, okay, you're running on an old program. We can delete that program, there's a new program to run on. If we're not paying attention with that and being cognitive of those um thoughts going on in the back of our head and paying attention to them we suddenly find ourselves but i thought i had dealt with this why is it coming up again because that data hasn't been changed right right the more i do this work the more i feel like a computer and and, <laughs> and things get written on the hard drive yeah and you can go back if if you know how to do it go back and erase that mm -hmm. and when you erase this on the hard drive then the outside uh, expressions change the outside yeah. experience changes mm -hmm. the outside everything changes but it's what's written that's creating this out here 
it's just amazing. Our brains are little computers for sure. They are. And, and, but I think that's what I call the wisdom, you know, that's the soul wisdom, you know, the universal wisdom that comes through that knows actually how to extract what knowledge you need or what you need to be aware of when you need it. And that's yeah. the wisdom of, of being in space and silence and, and a place of calmness where you can hear yourself. And when you're in that place, you then you hear that little background chapter and go, okay, all right, well, there's a program I didn't know I was still running. All right? Right. Or I didn't know that I thought I was angry at that, but really it's about that. And if we don't give ourselves space and time, how are we going to be aware of it until it starts becoming another flaky layer of pastry? You know, I thought I got rid of that. No, you didn't pay attention. Something new came along and it decided to settle. <laughs> right, right. You reminded me of a, a student that I just gave this exercise to. Tell me if I told you the story, but his first uh, process, he was in uh, the, the the room with me and I let him process. I said, I'm not going to say anything. You just tell me when you're done. And he processed. And then when he came back, he said, my, he says, this was his first one. He says, he's a high schooler. He says, I didn't realize I'm an angry person. He said, I thought it was those other people giving me a hard time all the time. He says, but I'm angry all the time. He says, that's that's not okay. Mm -hmm. I went, that's great information you just got about yourself. That was his first process. The next week, we had another session. He did the same ritual. He came back and he says, I did not know I'm a narcissist. <laughs> I go, you just discovered you're a narcissist? <laughs> we all knew it. He says, you just discovered it? He says, yeah. He says, I don't care about anybody else. He says, I just care about me. And what's that? What is it in for me? He goes, that's not okay. <laughs> and that's so and rare for so a fun. narcissist to actually admit they're a narcissist. Admit, yeah, yeah that's, was that's really rare. And that was his first two processes. Wow. And the only reason I was there with him, I said, because I said, the only reason I'm here is to make sure that you know how to finish and how to get to peace. Oh. I said, you're fine. I said, you can just do these on your own now. And so he's on yeah. his own now. But, but that's uh, the thing, the willing to go, you know, is you know, I talk a lot about going down the rabbit hole and that's my, you know, depression when it comes up and it's making sure that, you know, I don't go down that rabbit hole. And but you know, if it does come up, if, if you know, I'm kind of seeing oh, a rabbit holes over there, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, it's not doing a step to the right or the left. It's me facing that rabbit hole and asking, why have you opened up? Why yeah. have you opened up? And that's the important <clears throat> thing is that to to really ask ourselves questions and be willing to answer them honestly. And again, that's the reason for this podcast, Sarah, mm -hmm. is if you don't volunteer to ask those questions and find out what's going on, life will give you the school of hard knocks and do it from the back door with or without your consent. And it's going to make things so hard for you until you mm -hmm. finally have to listen. And it might take you a few decades to hear my words and believe me or you might be going yeah i get it what i get what he's saying right now but that's the way it works is your subconscious is more powerful than you and it wants to heal you so it will do what it has to do to resolve that stress that you've been carrying with you this whole time i mean the the reason behind doing these podcasts is that we're trying to save you from the big grand canyon we don't want yeah. you falling in there, right? It's harder to get out. You know, there's Thank a lot you. of potholes you're going to have along the life, right? And and it's just being able to get over those potholes without feeling, you know, rabbit holes are opening up. And it's if the show today has just had you stop for a second to say, I'm aware of the emotion I'm in right now and ask yourself, why am I in it? 
a stupid hand thing <laughs> it always comes up. never comes up when I actually want it to in a meeting. It comes up when I oh, use my funny. Italian hands. <laughs> but <laughs> that if if that's the one thing that came out of it today, you pause long enough to go, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And pay attention to why you feel that way. It's not about ignoring it. No, no, I'm going to ignore it. If I don't feed it, it won't grow. Well, I'm very much about the seeds you plant and how you water and nurture them. Uh, to, to that positive growth. Absolutely. I'm really 100% on that. But the weeds are underneath and they're going to grow as well if you don't pay attention to them. So if there's only one thing you get out of today is pause and pay attention to what what frame of mind you're in and ask yourself why and be willing to reverse and go back and look at what's made you feel this way and be right. honest with yourself. Yeah, that's what that's what's nice about this work is you're by yourself mm -hmm. and you can be so honest. You can actually embarrass yourself. If you're so honest. But <laughs> boy, does it feel great. It feels mm -hmm. so good to finally just speak your mind and just let it all out because nobody's judging you. Right. And letting it out is really, really important because guaranteed you, you leave it in. It, it, you know, the body can only take so much. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when we talk about abuse, it's not always the physical abuse of the fist on the body. It's the mm -hmm. emotional abuse and emotional abuse is silent and people don't see it on the outside. And so mm -hmm. they look at you and they think, well, nothing wrong with you. You look fine. And they exactly. don't realize this screaming that's going on on the inside. All right. I and was it, a master at that. Mm -hmm. I looked fine on the outside, and but I was dying on the inside. Yes, I still get that now. <laughs> you know, yeah. Nothing wrong with you. You're fine, Sarah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. I had a bad day. <laughs> oh, bad day for you is nothing, you know. Uh, but, but that's the thing. And also something, if you are having a bad day, all right, please minimize whatever activities you have to do or even take a mental health day because that bad day is asking you to address something love and nurture and honor yourself to give yourself time to address something. Otherwise it's going to keep coming at you until you're flattened. Exactly right. School of hard knocks is relentless. Yeah. But it's also the best education. It is. It is. Um, it's just, there's more efficient ways than actually yes. having to go out into life and wait 10 years to get the experience when I could have gotten in a couple of weeks yeah. at the very beginning when I knew the issue was, was, was there. Yeah. Uh, that's the difference. And that's, it's, you know, why younger people can deal with it faster because they actually haven't got as many layers of trauma. And right. so as you get older, it's like, well, right. I've dealt with that one. There's just 104 more to go. You know? <laughs> and, and it's yeah. like you deal with well, what you can deal with. And then it, when it comes up, you deal with it then. You know, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. you know. Well, I'm here. There, there is a, uh, there is a, uh, a joke about the, uh, the, the student who goes to the Eastern master and, uh, and says, oh, master, master, I want to become uh, wise like you. And uh, the master looks at him and says, no, 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 go home. So he goes home, says, oh, man. And this, he, the student comes back the next day. Master, I thought about it. And I says, I really want to be wise like you. And he says, I'll do whatever it takes to do, you know, to, so I can be like you. Master looks at him and says, I don't think so. Go home. And he says, oh, man. The third day he shows up. Master, I'm determined. I want to be like you. I want to be calm and peaceful and 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 have your, your, your all your whatever you have. And the master says, well, says, are you willing to look inside of you and look at all your demons? 
student says, yes, I'll do that. And he says, and all you're willing to fight with these demons for years and decades for, uh, for such a long time, just relentlessly. And the student says, yeah, yeah. I says, I'll do that. And, and the master says, and you're willing to do this like till you're 47 years old? Yes, yes, I'll do that. Master goes, says, okay, I'll take you. You can show up tomorrow. You have any questions? And the student says, just one. He says, what happens when you're 47 years old? The master goes, well, by that time you're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that made me laugh when I first heard it. Actually, the first time I heard it, I didn't even get it. That I was back in my 20s. And then when I heard when I got it, I laughed. And then when I started doing the work, Sarah, not only am I used to it, mm -hmm. but I look forward to going into that darkness. Yeah. Because I know for a fact I'm going to get through it and see another light at the end of that tunnel, and I'm going to lift another weight off of my heart. Right. I look forward to it just like the child is. There's no judgment at all whatsoever to do this work. The child doesn't think twice about it. It just lays on the bed and has a fit. Yeah. And that's what I do when I find my spaces and I just go for it because I know the bliss that happens after that. That's, that's I call it noisy meditation mm. because when you get to the end of it, you're so peaceful and still and so calm. It's just the meant. only way that I've experienced a meditative state. I tried for years doing actual meditation. Like I couldn't do it. My mind was too noisy. Yeah, yeah. Doing yeah. it this way, wow. Yeah, that's that's the music for me. The the music is that meditation. So, you know, the little chat. I put, the, I put the, the other mind in doing something mindlessly that it yeah. can do in its sleep. And the yeah. other side of me has got the music where it allows me to go through the crescendo of the emotions and and nice. and suspend it and it equilibriums me and brings me back to nice. center. But if yep. we don't acknowledge our emotions, if we don't spend our emotions, <laughs> our emotions get more and more bottled up until they explode. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, it's um, it's interesting because the inside out, the movie about emotions many years ago, oh. they they yep. have a new one coming out where they've introduced anxiety and depression. Oh my gosh! Which I did is, not know that. When does it come out? It's come. I've just been seeing all the. Uh, I think it might be for the summer. So oh, awesome! And and it was. I actually. Um, I remember interviewing a psychiatrist. I, I pre-interviewed her first, and I said, "Do you have a favor? Go and watch this movie." And she watched it before the show, and she said, "Thank you. I'm sending all my clients to see the movie." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very well done. Very well done. And if we understand that every emotion is not wrong or right it's it's how you feel in the moment and acknowledge the how we feel and what's making us feel that way is it is it something that's coming from the inside from the past is this a situation we're in that's saying you're not comfortable here move on or that mm -hmm. you know your uncomfortability here is because your inside thinks that you're not worthy of being here but again willing to have the inner dialogue to actually understand right. what that emotion right. is right it wants a voice it wants a voice. It's part of us, for Christ's sake. You know, this is our yep. psyche guiding us. And if we're just going to be arrogant or ignorant enough just to think that we're just blobs of flesh with a computer mind, then we may as well be androids. You know, yep. they can make fleshy androids nowadays. So why not, let's, why not step into the humanness of what we are, right? Uh, they, they are actually so. they are they're amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fascinating that's, um, that's crazy there is a wonderful movie called the creator and um, and and it's about how you know the whole world of androids and they lived side by side of, with humans 
right? And they developed emotional intelligence as well. And something goes wrong. And then there's these group of people that are going to annihilate every single one of them. And, and of course, it's the, you know, the, the typical American shoot first, ask questions later, or instead of yeah. shoot, blow everything up, right? And then, yeah. and then really understanding the truth behind what really was happening and, and everything else. And there's one scene when one woman looks at the the soldier and says they have more humanity in them than you do and you know that's the thing is our cosmic intelligence you know our universal intelligence our soul our heart our spirit our mind our body intelligence is all a part of the operating system of our essence of as, as a being and if we're not paying attention to every one of their voices and we're trying to drown them out, we're not listening, then you know, we, we've got a dysfunctional orchestra going on in there and it's not right. producing the right music. So we've got to pay attention to the whole of us. Right, right. As we express, we're also listening to ourselves and that's two sides of the equation that are very, very important. It reminds me of a story of when I went to um park one time and there was a family gathering out there and one of the little boys about seven years old <clears throat> starting to have a... Uh, uh, grouchy problems and so uh, he was being grouchy with his friends and they kicked him out and he went to his dad and says dad i don't feel so good and the dad says well nah, go play with your friends goes to his mom mom i don't feel so good ah you're fine just go play with your friends and he finally ran out of people to to talk to about what he was feeling so he just sat at a, a base of a tree just sat there well around five minutes later one of his friends shows up in a car uh, and his mom drops his, his friend off uh, from that car and he made a beeline to this little boy sitting by the tree. Hey, what's going on? And the little boy says, ah, I'm not feeling so good. And his friend looked at him and says, yeah, I don't feel so good either. And sat down right beside him in silence. Mm. Was it more than three minutes later that the first boy stood up and says, I'm feeling better now. Let's go play. And his friend says, yeah, let's go play. He just needed to be heard. Simple as that. Don't just dismiss. Don't yeah. dismiss. Pay attention. They may not always articulate. We don't always articulate how we feel. Right. We may not find the words to express how we're feeling. You know, what's wrong? I don't know. There's just something off. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And then we don't know, but it's like, <laughs> I know I'm sensitive today. Don't know why. I need to find out why. Uh, but it's okay to let other people know. Unfortunately, most people will dismiss because that's who they are. Um, but if we, that one person who gets you and it's just, as you said, sharing that energy of just sitting next to them and say, I hear you, mm -hmm. sitting with them. They didn't need to speak because their psyche was speaking, their energy was speaking, right? I am here for you. I've got you. Here, have some of my energy to pick you up. Feeling mm -hmm. better now? Okay, off we mm -hmm. go. Yep. And um, it reminds me of the book that I wrote. I, I made a price point, I think $2.50, because I want everybody to be able to buy it. Uh, check out the Manual for Life. In there, there's a, a, a lot of different exercises for a lot of different situations in life. Mm -hmm. um, and the real simple exercises that will get you through uh, some hard times very easily. Uh, sometimes and then you find those exercises and they become a part of your everyday life they become exactly. a part of your go-to's oh you know yeah. that's the thing that's what you want to do is find what works for you and what's your go-to recognize the, the state that you're in which what do you need to go to that you know right. is going to kind of reset you or have you help you address what it is right. so ultimately what we want to do is whatever 
is at the core that's causing the problem. We want to release you, even if it's one flaky layer at a time. That's we right. want to release you. And if you don't release this, the small layers are going to come on top. And so if you have these exercises that just become part of your breathing, but part of your everyday practice, then you're always being in tune with yourself. And that means that you really can take charge of your vehicle and where you want to go because it's not driving you off course. <laughs> right, right. It's not the American way of taking a pill and being done with it. It's exactly. a little bit of work involved, but it's blessed work and it's so worth it. Everything is always so worth it when you're willing to invest time into yourself. Time, yeah. money, but the greatest thing is time. Because when you invest that time in yourself, you begin mm -hmm. to hear what the whole of you is saying. You pay attention and now you have the tools in which to address what that need is. So I think the greatest investment you can make in yourself is that time to just be right. and allow because that's what's really important. So my right. dear Ain, how did they get hold of the book? How did they get hold of you if they want to, to come to you? And, and what's your process when they do? I am Eli uh, at healforfree.com heal for the number four free.com and that's my website and the book is on there some podcasts are on there uh, my email eli heal for free is on there you can click on that and uh with any questions at all feel free to uh, connect anytime i'm more than happy to help and I mean, especially more than happy to help with groups if you got yeah. any groups that you'd like me to address please send them my way right and the thing is what you're doing is giving permission to actually be that temper tantrum two-year-old or cry buckets of tears or, you know, uh, do whatever it is. You need. You're allowing those emotions to come up and, and be spent uh, because you can't look clearly at something while you're in it. You need to spend it to look at it. <laughs> now, let me tell you something. If I was listening to you when I was 30, I'd be out of here in a heartbeat. Emotions, that's too scary for me. So just know that this work also involves mental work where you're just right. talking through it mm -hmm. and you're talking rationally through it. I did that for a whole year and got tons of mileage out of it. Right. Yeah, no, that's not but I'm so talking about, you know, when somebody's having a hit, I mean, we've got a few politicians right now that are having the tantrums, the two year old tantrums, uh, but mm -hmm. they're not working themselves through it at all. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and instead of they're imposing on it. And we've got to remember that, you know, whatever's burdening us, we are sharing that burden with everyone else with right. our attitude, with our actions, with our thoughts. And that right. if we, you know, have dysfunction around us, could it be that we're part of that dysfunction? So, you know, Don't time figure. to ask questions, right? Yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid of emotions, though. I mean, they're actually, there's some beautiful emotions to have. You know, so many people don't even know what the emotion of joy is. Simple joy, right? right? right. And it, it joy comes in seeing somebody else smile, seeing somebody else living lovingly or having joy in their own lives. I mean, that's joyous, a very simple one. And don't look at it as a demon motion. Oh, oh something I'm never going to have in my life. Yes, you are. It's very, very simple. You've just got to do a little bit of the work to clear the way for joy mm -hmm. to rise up. Mm -hmm. So thank you. My pleasure. Always good to have you back here. The Manual for Life. Yes, it exists. And Heal for number four, free.com. And Eli, E-I, uh, sorry, E-L-I at healforlife.com. Reach out to him. Healforfree.com. Uh, sorry. There, you see, there goes my dyslexia. I was repeating That's things okay. the wrong way. <laughs> I can see it. Well, I say it the wrong way. <laughs> 
Uh, I always know when I'm in trouble when the dyslexia comes up. So, yeah. and that's, again, that's a note. If you find you have a repetitive problem that comes up, that's always an indication there's something bigger wrong, right? Yes. Thank so you. Yes. Don't Big dismiss time. it. Pay attention to it. What is it actually telling you, right? Big again, time. spend the time with yourself. Get to know who you are. Know your own triggers. Know, know yourself inside and out. And then you've got a good companion going with you through life, right? Right. Thanks so much, Eli. And to everyone else out there, please do not sell yourself short. We need you in the world, in your joy, in your light, in your love. And it's just simple work that once you start getting into the groove, into the pattern, into the flow of it, you see, it's not about on a psychiatrist's couch saying, tell me about your mother. <laughs> it's about looking at all those flaky emotions, those triggers, emotions and things that you've bottled up, releasing them and releasing them until you get to the core. And when you get to the core, you can release that too. And you can put some happier things in its place. So, but you've got to be willing to do the work and put the time into yourself. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life, and we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted, and we do hope that you enjoy the next show.